Welcome back to Croatia Arena, when we're gathering amazing speakers to talk about very interesting and uh, cutting-edge topics. And today I am joined by a new team of speakers. We'd like to present you and introduce you to uh, Vijay Venki, founder and CEO at Virtus Digital. Venki has over 25 years of experience in sales, marketing, and leadership by working for four, Fortune 500 companies. Uh, Vijay, welcome to uh, Croatia Arena. How are you? Thank doing you. Thank you, Alex. I'm doing great. Perfect. Uh, and also we have today Arnaldo Federigo, associate at SmartU. Uh, also, Arnaldo has a lot of experience uh, with, uh, you know, business solutions, software market, and, uh, you know, for both large and small companies. Arnaldo, welcome to Creation Arena. Thank you very much. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome, Arnaldo. All right. And as usual, I have my good friend and colleague, Eric Hale from Creation, who's the uh, global uh, director for business uh, for sales enablement, right? Yeah, you got it right, Alex. All right, got it right this time. All right, perfect. So, gentlemen, today what we're, we're going to be talking about is whether the companies that are going to be implementing software will need to still have in-house a team of uh, citizen developers, right, or whether they are still going to be using the services of outsourced uh, IT companies and whether they will be using uh, you know third party as eyes even in that future world where everyone is going to be a developer right where everyone is going to be enabled by low code uh, you know tools for application creation and business process automation so gentlemen usually what we do when we kick this off we start by some opening statements uh, opening ideas and uh, let's really jump into it uh, so thank you what do you think about the uh, this topic yeah, it's a very, uh, Alex is a very tricky one at the same time, very interesting one, because you, you try to put um, in-house developers versus out, outsourced developers now, but we need to understand IT department still will remain the same. We have the citizen IT is the next new department, you know, and then outsourced uh, companies will still continue to business with IT as such. You know, I would say citizen IT is a new innovation that came as out of necessity because uh, it's just out of necessity. Also, it's a part of the agile process. It's it's a completely it's a digital delivery model, and you know we have always seen that you know IT was not delivering on time for business, and um, and that's how we we have always uh, seen the problem. Yes, exactly. In in my point of view, also we see. Um, the, the people in their business, they know their business and they want to do some, to have tools to develop more business as a citizen developer in, inside big company or large company. And they, they become uh, champions uh, on their business using a platform, platform like uh, Creatio and like, uh, like low code, no code and, um, and, and reach their goal to, um, to make tools easier for uh, for uh, for people inside, um, despite uh, the, the ITs inside the company, they, they do the the, the work, uh, but they still have uh, the need to get um, the people for the business are doing what they really do want. IT uh, working for them. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, interesting. Well, um, Eric, what do you think on this topic? Is it going to go to full in-house or are we still going to be working with a lot of uh, outsourcing IT companies, uh, you know, 
that are going to be citizen developers, uh, citizen developer outsourced. Yeah, um, and as with most topics, Alex, in our arena, there's, there's always a gray area. So I think that, you know, um, as we're in these, you know, times of growth and we're looking to expand our organizations, um, you know, it, it really is a choice based on, you know, specific business requirements. Um, I feel that there's, you know, business benefits on both sides, right? If you have a large company and, um, you know, you want to have your team in-house under one roof, um, you know, uh, managing your goals and your uh, expectations, then, you know, in-house is the way to go. Uh, but, you know, maybe you're a smaller organization or a startup that, um, you know, really wants to um, implement maybe a single project and you don't want to expand your in-house team, then, you know, utilizing an MSP um, is going to be the most uh, viable option for you. You just hire the team at once and, um, you know, the MSP will manage uh, the risks, issues, and everything else related to that project. So I think it's really going to be based on, you know, specific company needs, uh, but there's there's definitely uh, pros and cons with each. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I think one of the one of the best things that happened out of low-code development is it's just uh, it's an entire organization is going for, you know, human augmentation and democratization, which means, you know, asking business and non-business uh, uh, people to get into innovation, to drive innovation at scale. So as a part of the acceleration, you know, every non-developer is getting into, he's impatient now, he has an idea. To, earlier we have idea to execution, we have a couple of months time now. Today, ideas need to be executed on the fly. So I would always say that non-business, non-IT people are getting into this space because they want to execute quickly and IT is doing more complex and more advanced projects. You know, if I really put the pyramid, you know, I would say that you know, highly extreme applications, and then we have enterprise application, then you have uh, department application, then you have work group application. Work group application, department application, largely embraced by the low code, no code development. And while the enterprise and uh, extreme enterprise applications are still taken up by IT, we have always seen you know developers are still in demand. So that demand partly is fulfilled by the non-IT, you know, in the past we used to call shadow IT, shadow IT generally used to produce rogue applications, but now with the low code and advanced technologies, they pretty much with the strong visualization, you know, great UI, uh, low code node application, low code, no code applications pretty much are uh, solving the problem. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah, what I, I feel it, yeah. Yeah, you, you definitely bring up a, uh, some great points, right? So if you have a, you know, an in-house team that can be, um, you know, traditionally under traditional development methods, you know, very expensive, right? It, it can be a luxury right. to have that. Um, right. But really, you know, low code and, you know, other rapid application development tools have really offset that for a lot of um, companies, right? Like, because yeah. traditional, um, you know, what we call them here at Creatio, citizen developers, um, right. you know, are, are less expensive resources than, um, you know, traditional developers. And, um, you know, it really augments the IT department as well, because, um, you know, you can take some of that strain off of IT um, and let them focus on more of the heavy lifting uh, projects within an organization. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, in, in uh, so seven years back, when we were implementing large project in a customer, you know, I was sitting next to the CIO and there was a business team called him and I was overhearing on the speakerphone. They said, uh, how long this takes this uh, application to get started? He just gave three months. 
I said, three months, I don't have time. He said, I just need to do in the next uh, couple of weeks. I said, sorry, just might take two weeks, but I'm already queued up with the work. So, which means the business priorities are known to business more than IT. So the business is taking up this initiative using low code. This is an amazing, uh, that's why this emerging field, you know, which is now going to be the 25, $30 billion business in the next five to seven years now. Yeah. At the other end also, the, um, the low code, no code for non-developer and going back to business uh, instead of going back to IT, it's very, it's the time to market, you're right. And yeah. uh, you need application that goes fast and uh, uh, it's, it's a concrete application that goes fast and that can uh, uh, solve uh, and find solution for, for a business department. And I think the, the business department don't have to use the ITs always awaiting the, the, the number and bring the number, take the number and I will bring you uh, back a solution or um, an application. Now the business drive everything. And I think uh, we are starting and at the e-commerce uh, side for everybody uh, yeah. since uh, I think 25 or 35 years ago, nobody uh, of my friends uh, uh, were going to IT. And now it's just a, a matter of uh, everybody has an IT, a very powerful uh, computer in uh, their hands and they need application to, to work together and to, to make the solution works. That's, that's, uh, that's the way that the, the, the big bank and banks and so on are looking for a solution that goes fast. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a migration. It's a basically moving away from the traditional ex excellent spreadsheets. Exactly. You know, you have that, uh, that uh, digital dexterity with you already. Those skills are already with you. Yeah. But unfortunately, you can't do with the Excel database, right? Yes. So you have to graduate to the low code application using database and then using visual design and you can also create ideas on the fly. And that's how, you know, this, uh, this is a, such a important work. I always seen that, you know, necessity comes out of it, you know, but then, as you just said, you know, the topic is that whether outsourced people will be less required with the low code, I would come back to the topic. I think it's a zero sum game. The, you know, when I say that, you know, five people in the organizations are promoted, does it mean that, you know, another five people are not promoted? So it's, they're not in a disadvantage situation, right? But when you, when the business people getting into local development, IT is not getting disturbed. IT is rather feeling happy about it. Just, we have some issues about governance, modeling and, you know, you know, SDLC cycle, all this, you know, you need to look at that. Other than that, you know, I see that, you know, IT is definitely, as you mentioned, Eric is doing heavy lifting. You know, you can't develop video software, you know, using uh, local development team, you know, definitely you need IT or you need outsource partner. Today, outsource partners are generally appointed or recruited for outcome-based model. He drives the value, he comes with the expertise and, you know, the key is talent management. If you really ask me that you don't, you don't have the talent in-house, you have to outsource it. Yes, that, that, that's key. And even for the, the application, when you need uh, certified people uh, with one application, 
it can be inside because it takes too time too, too much time to to uh, train the people to get uh, in the best of breed of technology that you use you better yeah, go exactly. outside and then you will take the, the the best the talents outside with the certified people business analyst or developer and bring uh, ask them to 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 make some code and if if it's a complex code do the complex code and then uh, give back the the uh, the application to the inside the, uh, the, the company and can uh, and the people can uh, develop and continue to uh, to use the, the application and make some modification very easily without going back to uh, the, the outsource uh, and the IT people. I think uh, it's it's a mix of that. It's a mix of uh, getting, I mean, fast to the market with uh, people inside the company, and uh, when it comes and touch the application or touching some uh, some uh, some application that you can you have to code to bring everything together you go outside because in the outside world you will people know technology inside yeah. the company they know the business they are very good on business they are driven by the business they can bring the business with the, the technology but outside the, the their business they they will get all the technology and all the complexity of uh, uh, getting the, the IT works together. That I mean. Yeah. Uh, so it is a digital first world. I think, you know, the organization is, you know, slowly improving the skill sets of uh, every employee coming with a digital dexterity program. You know, I was just talking to Alex now, obviously, e-learning is going to be the biggest business now. E-learning largely for the internal employees. Yes. Because, you know, unfortunately, most of the employees have remained away from IT for a long period. You know, if you see that 15, 20 years back, IT and business never used to see eye to eye. And today the gap is blurring. IT and business are very close friends today and they're working together. And, you know, I was just reading an article yesterday. Five years, 10 years back, marketing is about branding and promotion and campaign. Today's marketing about analytics and data and metrics, all driven by IT. So marketing and IT just married together. Similarly, business and IT people are converging fast. It is to deliver the value on scale and also deliver as per the processes requirements because customers are demanding. See, every digital transformation starts with the customer. And that's the idea. So. Yeah. Yeah. Alex and I did a, a webinar um, a, a couple of months back on just that, right? Is the role yeah. of the CIO changing, right? Yes, um, And I think, like the, you know, the, the business environment that we're in now, uh, the role of the CIO is becoming more and more relevant. So not only do you have to have this tech, technical acumen, but you also have to have business acumen, right? So yeah. that way you're translating, um, you know, those business needs, you know, because, you know, IT teams and business teams um, traditionally are speaking two different languages, right? So how yeah. do we bridge that gap? And you see the role of the CIO becoming more and more relevant, um, you know, in those business discussions, right? Because we yeah. have to translate how technology is going to meet those business needs. So 
Um, we see that role changing. Um, another good point I, I thought was, you know, Arnaldo, when you had mentioned, um, you know, uh, the ongoing change management process and how low code can help with that. Uh, so, you know, again, you don't have to go back. So I know that's another way that, um, you know, in-house teams are, are, are driving um, the need for low code applications. But, um, you know, also another thing I want to throw out there was, um, you know, security. I was reading an article earlier today um, about SpaceX and how they're not allowing their uh, their employees to even utilize Zoom uh, like mm -hmm. we're utilizing right now, um, you know, uh, to uh, to to communicate because of uh, security threats. So um, we also see, you know, in-house teams, um, you know, uh, becoming uh, more and more. Um, uh, prevalent because of the uh, security risks that, you know, can be associated with, you know, project details or confidentiality issues going out to outsource teams. Um, so is that something you guys are, are, are seeing as considerations as well when, you know, companies are looking at do we outsource or do we, you know, keep this uh, in-house? Yeah, I think Alex, uh, sorry, Eric, uh, I think that's true with the, with the so many compromises happening on the security now, we have been seeing that. I think uh, when it comes to digital IP and your core strengths or core assets, which are prone to have any security leaks, you do not want to outsource it, very much sure. I think what you want to outsource is in piecemeal basis. You know, I could, I could see that, you know, large projects are not happening on outsourcing basis. You are having piecemeal projects, which will take a cup, which will take a related to expertise, related to particular integration, or if you want to talk about application development, you know, the complex customizations, those things, just because I don't have in-house resources, I don't have in-house talent, I don't have in-house certified people, that's where you get to the outsourcing. But I think while they are doing outsourcing, still they are putting the people to deal with outsourcing just to avoid any security breach. So it's now well-governed, outsourcing rather than clean blanket you give an outsourcing company hey, go and develop this so that's yeah, that's the changing yeah yeah that's that's a that's a great point then yeah. and a benefit of outsourcing right because you can outsource yes. a specific business function as part that's of right. that development yeah right yeah, yeah. Great, great point yeah. yeah but in in the world of a citizen developer uh, normally we cannot outsource a large um, solution the large yes. solution is outsourced only because of the cost and the, the, the time to market. So, I mean, if you want to build something uh, from the scratch, you cannot do in-house because yes. of uh, the, the business run and the IT runs uh, problem that you have. So you mm. need to get those uh, solutions uh, built outside and in, and and uh, bring back the project to the company and run after that the, the, the new solution. In uh, citizen world, I think, uh, or citizen developer, uh, it's not the case. I mean, you can outsource some, uh, some piece of uh, code with the complexity, but with the platform like a creation platform, you can build a lot of things. And in terms of security, you are you have the security of the platforms you can bring the platforms into the company like on on prem and you can also use if you go uh, if you don't uh, 
uh, mind about security, even though, though that the security in the uh, SaaS world, uh, software as a service world, is pretty good, and uh, it's pretty fast. I mean, it's it's uh, it depends of the politic of the company, and uh, here in Switzerland, we, as you may know, uh, we are very aware about security because uh, it's our it's our uh, message of every 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 company that we are very secure and it's it's really right and so we can bring some uh, some codes outside the company if it's uh, not uh, relevant about security so you yeah. have, i mean you have a mix of all world security small uh, solution large solution outsold solution and uh, uh, talent in uh, certified people you you have to it's it's like a, a social network with uh, the IT. I think it, IT is like that today. Um, yeah. Arnold, I don't think if I don't think I fully agree with some of your statements, right? Saying that in the citizen development world, um, let's say some smaller applications are going to be possible to be built, uh, being built in house, and some of the larger applications are still going to be outsourced. Um, and uh, the reason why I'm not fully agreeing with you is purely based on the dynamics of how the market is evolving, right? And how the tools are evolving for local design, right? For low code, no code, uh, for drag and drop, for you know, integration for building and so on and so forth. And uh, the way that I believe that personally, I believe that this is gonna be going forward is that you know, over the years, the citizen developers are going to be empowered with more and more advanced tools to create those applications, right? And this is going to be making it possible to build not just some departmental or role-based applications, right? But also to build larger, high-class high systems, um, you know, ERP applications that could be fully done and built from scratch in-house or using some pre-built modules available for marketplaces or something like that. But the, and overall, like if, we're, if we talk about our topic, what I think uh, is gonna be happening is that of course the IT world is a living organism just like any other market, just like any economy, just like anything else, right? There are, there, there are natural shifts, there are changes in the environments and what is happening in that world. And of course, now that we are being introduced with more advanced functionality and more advanced uh, tools of low-code application design and creation, more and more applications are going to be built in-house, right? So if earlier you could mostly think about those apps being built, uh, you know, by outsourcing, then the, they were introducing the in-house development teams, right? Now we're going to have local applications, but the only thing that you cannot really provide with a low-code application is really the experience of that industry, the experience of that outsourcing company that is accumulating it by working with hundreds, you know, thousands of different customers, yeah. the knowledge really of the people that work for those organizations. Yes, you can hire a, or you can, you, you know, you can hire an excellent business analyst, have them in might consider your business or your specific business environment being somewhat unique, so as yourself, that is also possible. 
right? So you can take these and these modules and they are going to be covering these specific needs. And they're going to be offering more and more consultancy services, right? Uh, and they're going to be collecting more and more knowledge because this is where the cornerstone of any growth is going to be uh, laying in. Be able to use the experience and knowledge of working with within the market, within the industry. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Alex. So outsourcing companies have technical skills. It's about their domain expertise, industry expertise, how many customers they have served in the past, what is the collective knowledge they can bring to the table. So today, you know, it was the, it was 10, today's a different century now we are living in because every new outsourcing company that we sign, we don't sign just because they have dozens of certified people. That's important. But at the end of the day, how many consulting people are there? How many domain experts are there? What industries they have worked on in the past? What transformation they have brought for respective clients? If they have brought, if they have driven the transformation, business model change, using the application and using their domain expertise in-house, that's where I want to have the talent because I don't have the talent in my company. That's where I outsource it. Coming to your point, Eric, is yes, security is very important, but then we, we have, you know, if I really look at the data, the security lapses happening from outsourcing companies to security lapses that happened on Facebook and other networks are completely different. I have not seen any big security lapses happening from outsourcing companies because they care for their reputation more than anything else, actually. Yep, understood, understood. Yeah. Uh, I, I think another thing to consider when we're looking at, and I know it's a it's a touchy subject, and uh, yeah. I know that there'll be uh, <laughs> different opinions on this, but um, right. you know, we also look at other um, outsourced uh, resources. You know, you look at mm. it from a, a costing perspective, right? Right. right. So I, I know that you know in-house can be expensive. Um, you know, you've got overhead, you've got recruiting process, you've got benefits that you have to pay. Um, you know, salaries, even, um, you know, from a, a citizen developer or a, a low-code developer standpoint can be high in certain areas. I think, you know, here in the U.S., it can range anywhere from, you know, 70,000 U.S. dollars uh, base salary uh, for some of these individuals and then up from That's there. Right. Um, so, you know, when we, when we look at it from a cost perspective and, you know, cost, you know, it shouldn't be your first consideration, but cost is important, right, yes, to any yes. business. Um, you know, so maybe, um, you know, that is a, a driver for outsourcing um, some of your, uh, your, your IT uh, functions. Um, yeah. I, you know, I don't know what everybody's thoughts are on that, but. Uh, you yeah, know, absolutely. I, talk, yeah. I have seen, you know, um, Microsoft outsourcing to dozens of companies mm -hmm. in the, and they have set up the offices in their own complex. So that's right. why they're doing it. I said, they're just simply doing because as you said, they don't want to recruit people and start giving so many other benefits. Second issue is that, you know, as I just reiterated that if you have three months project, you don't want to really recruit a full-time employee and after three months, you want to fire him. You mm -hmm. want to pick up the, you want to outsource the particular job and then say, hey, this is the three months contract I have got and I'm good with it. Any future contracts, I'll sign with you. So with a regular employee with the, you know, with the EX, employee experience is a big factor today for every organization. You don't want to hire an employee who simply sits idle. So that's the one reason, you know, talent management needs to be, it's about demand supply and what you need internally, what you want to outsource. This is a big decision organizations take it. 
and as alex uh, told i think it's not just because of it skills it is because of domain expertise and industry flavor that they bring so that's a key point now so which means again as i initiated low code no code development should not impact the good outsourcing companies mm-hmm. in the near term because if they were anyway used to deliver low value low quality work anyway they are out of business now if you are delivering value to the customer then only you are in the business as an outsourcing company i think as a citizen developer why the citizen development has come into the organization because in the agile organization in composable enterprise what we want to look at is that we want to drive the transformation quickly we don't want to wait for 3 months either we are looking at the innovation we are trying to answer the competition we are looking at the new markets or we we just uh, have new ideas you know where we want to execute quickly for that you need citizen develop citizen developers definitely and citizen developers are now getting into more advanced applications in fact i would i would say your core product say every company has their core product whether it's a travel company travel portal e-commerce company e-commerce probably core products largely are done by their internal pro, internal it application development is now shared between it and the citizen developers just to tell you whether application development could be crm erp it could be you know hcm or any application so that's where your internal it as well as citizen developer collaborate and do and see that you know as we said if you if they need a new expertise if you need if they need some knowledge they outsource it so mm-hmm. that's the three people three set of organizations are entering into this yeah and absolutely it is a developer is going to be permanent department in an organization now mm-hmm. yeah so, i i couldn't agree more i think that you know again that's a great way to leverage outsourcing is additional yeah. expertise so i don't say yeah. this often but i kind of agree with you know alex his statement earlier when he you know yeah. he had mentioned that you know it is kind of it's a living it's a breathing organism so yeah. um you know applications are changing if you think of like financial services industry how many different applications come out like in a quarter right the, yeah. the way that we manage our money the way that we access um you know balances um you know combined accounts um there's new applications coming out like every every quarter it seems in, in that yeah. particular industry and um you know it's tough for it teams to kind of keep up with that even you know from a citizen development standpoint um you know how are you going to keep up with those demands um you know yeah. citizen uh, you know low code rapid application development um makes that easier but you know in some some terms it might be easier to manage a new technology or manage uh, you know a point solution that might be able to address that and you might not have that level of expertise in house so that really is where you know you can engage a uh, managed uh, service provider to come in and leverage their expertise in that space because you know it's tough it's a it's a constantly changing world yeah exactly in 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 term of um, a citizen developer they are touching the people outside the company and inside the company business but to to keep the the production the run the IT run it will be it will be done by the IT people this is the difference like the IT people like, they are like industrial industrial people and the citizen people uh, citizen developer they are the 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 the, the business the analyst of uh, the right business they do 
So they are touching people outside the company. So that's why you bring a lot of different uh, uh, solution quick to implement, quick to or get to, to, to the market. And uh, you have to connect those applications to the, 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 main, the mainstream application because of uh, banks, they are not going to, to, uh, to change. They are changing. They are changing the, the way they, uh, they touch the, the people, the users. But inside, it's pretty industrial and you have to get everything done. There is a lot of uh, flows and with a lot of uh, MIPS, if you're talking MIPS, it's inside, it's done inside. Even in, in traveling that uh, uh, people, they are buying tickets and you have a lot of uh, traffics of uh, different legs and those legs are done with uh, big ITs. They are not done by citizen uh, developer. The yeah. touching of the, the, the user, they, are, they will be done by them and then connected to, uh, to the big and the big, like a mainframe. Mainframe is not, uh, is not uh, dead now, it's still there. I, I don't know, but, but they are making a lot of money. Uh, the, the people they are building mainframe and the mainframes they, they can do uh, because they are running a lot of MIPS in, in, per second. So that's why I, I mean it's it's a uh, uh, everything goes and touching the organization of a company. Let's say you you go to the to your let's say you are belonging to a bank and you you run your business, and the first thing you see you think it's uh, I open a, an expert an Excel sheet and I do something. This is will be done by by low code no code, and this is the way that this. Uh, um, application can do a lot of the, for the organization security fast quick for the people inside your company the shadow it you you just forget it and you because you have uh, you, you can get the control of one platform that gives you all the tools to to, uh, to to build application which is not the case if you go to the it side in the it side you have uh, rules you have uh, a lot of uh, different parameters. You have securities and everything. And even the, the people in the IT doesn't know, I doesn't want to know what does the, uh, the low code, no code in, in, the, in, in the low code platform. This is what, uh, it's, it, uh, because I have some, uh, some uh, customer that uh, have uh, some fears about shadow IT. Shadow IT can, can be uh, struggle by uh, local platforms. I think yeah. it's one of the way to, to do it. Yeah, I think, uh, Arnaldo, uh, you know, how do you govern? It could turn it into the wild, wild west, right? Like people just developing multiple, and then, and who, when something breaks, where are they going to go, right? They're going to come back to IT to, to, to try to fix it, right? So you also have to think about how do you govern all of, um, you know, applications and things that are developed on uh, low code technology. Yes, and, and that's why you need. Mm -hmm. uh, inside the people uh, in the IT and they work and they say, okay, I have a breach. You go for, for the, the, your partner outside. And then mm -hmm. this partner will, uh, uh, will bring you the solution. I mean, and it's, it's very easy. The time to wait some, uh, some solution uh, done in the low code world, it's uh, more higher than the, the IT inside the company. Inside the company, it's, uh, 
if a, a breach takes two seconds or one minute or five minutes, it's a, it's a, a risk. But if you go to in, in the other side, you can wait one day and uh, everything is done the, the, the next day. This is maybe the, the, the way that the, 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 the solution, the development of new solution goes. I, I agree, Arnaldo. So I think, you know, IT department is creating, CIO is creating fusion teams, you know. Fusion team means someone is a code developer, someone is a citizen developer, someone looks at uh, data and analytics, someone looks at uh, operation side of it. Operation side, people who are most interested in uh, supply chain and also IoT and other processes. And someone on analytical and data science, they look at the metrics and things like that. Someone at channel side, look at the marketing and they look at customer journeys. So CIO now, good COI, CIOs are looking at de design thinking and creating fusion teams now. The fusion teams, obviously the CIO takes the governance, CIO still takes the responsibility of QA. You know, as a citizen developer, you might build an application. What if it is a vulnerable for security? Mm -hmm. So he might still do the QA, you know, CIA might still approve, but you know, here the question is that IT is taking earlier in the past 10 years back, IT was picking up the project and it is queuing up, you know, scheduling for the next six months, one year, three years, four years. Business has no patience. Business is directly aligned with the development of the company. Yeah. And so they need to really run the business at scale because, you know, they are responsible. They have got their uh, KRAs. They have got their KPIs to perform. And IT's KRA is simple. You know, they don't really look at the outcomes of the business. They look at the project timelines and they look at the resources they deployed. And so what, what has happened, this development is only about quickly bringing ideas to the table and then, you know, implement some of the applications and then drive as the, you know, Alex told, yes, I think more advanced applications are being driven by low code and no code. Now I would say in simple terms, low code, no code is an Uberization application development. You brought that Uber effect. You know, if you really ask me, you know, some 20 years back before Google was founded, if you someone knows that when you search for any topic, it used to be such a big task. Today you just search for anything on Google. It's just a second, right? So mm -hmm. that's exactly happened. Googleization or Uberization happened to application development with the low code, no code, and citizen development. That's it. That's the that's the way to look at it. Yes, and also for for the standard standard of the the company. If your company has a standards of ITs, uh, everybody thinks about uh, okay, what kind of standard I have with my application done. But you don't have to think about that in that to change your mind and says, okay, what is the goal of uh, doing some uh, solutions, some processes, and what is the end of that? If a, an application or a platform, low-code, no-code platform is in the company, is like an Express sheet. There is no standard Express Excel sheet. You, you, your Excel sheet with your formula is different as mine. But at the end, we have the same. Uh, solution same, same things in the low code uh, world you do something that is needed for the business and that's it and if it's it, it's done with some standard bpmn 20 because it's a bpmn with the creation and as soon as you have done everything and everybody in your company understand 
what you are doing. That's that's the that the solution is done. Is you don't you are not a developer. You you did some parameterization or some uh, some uh, configuration with the the local platform, and that's the end of that. I don't I don't think it's a far west. It's just a, a platform that gives you and brings you some uh, solution. That's it. You don't have to think. You have to think differently. You don't have to think like an IT guy. You have to think like, okay, this is a solution that works fine. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So, so if you really look at, you know, uh, whenever we go to implement a particular project, software project, you have a technology architect, you have a functional guy, you have the project manager, you have the subject matter experts, all the four or five people sit there. Subject matter expert and business guys trying to explain an idea. And uh, the technology architect is looking at his own view. And then, you know, then uh, what is happening is, you know, the subject matter expert is able to convey his message. Today he says, I wish I had been a developer. I could have done it in just, just in two days. And that's what is being done today. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's what exactly being done today because he says that I could do it myself, simply drag and drop and visualize and everything. If you choose the right platform, you know, low code, no code, right platform, pretty much all the securities are taken care. Just that you are not going wrong, that's why Q, that's it. Yep. We used to run a, uh, an, interesting, uh, an interesting session at our, uh, our Accelerate events um, when we had them live. Uh, we'd, start, we'd start the day off with uh, Alex here, my good friend Alex, uh, taking a business request from someone in the audience, right? Like, wh what's an application you'd like to develop? And we would develop that throughout the day. You know, we'd check in at lunch. Alex would have it half built. And by the time that the day was over, you know, you wouldn't have, it wouldn't be connected. Obviously, he's not building integrations or anything, but he would have a fully functioning application by the end of the day. All right, perfect. Well, uh, gentlemen, this is a very interesting, exciting conversation. I think uh, the some of the underlying messages that we have here, right? That it's it's definitely going to be moving somewhere, right? And uh, in many cases, in many ways, probably we'll see a lot of organizations kind of doing, uh, kind of having to choose in what to do, right? Either uh, hiring and building and team in-house for both citizen or classic development or really going for the outsourcing, right? All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you very much for your time. It was a pleasure uh, having you on the on the arena and I hope to talk to you soon, uh, very soon. Thank, right. you. thank you very much. Thank, thank you, Arnold. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.